Welcome everyone to episode 3 of the Silent Shame of Leadership series titled Navigating the Storm. We're going to be focusing on mental health and leadership in a toxic work environment as part of this series. I'm your host, Anthony Green, and as we dive into today's episode, I want to extend a warm invitation to you all after listening. Drop by our website at anthonygreen.ca just to say hello, learn more about how we can partner together to help you navigate your leadership destination. Our mission here is to impact lives and to support you on our platform to maximize your potential and achieve greatness as a leader. If you don't get a chance right away, please, please, please just right after this episode, add us to your favorites bar, schedule some time, intentional time, and check us out. Now, We're going to get into today's conversation as we look at such a common professional challenge that we have when it comes to the toxic work environment. It is such a peculiar beast that can lurk in the corners of our daily lives. And so many things just thrive. You know, negativity thrives, stress thrives, and hostility just thrives. And when it casts the shadow on us is that it really challenges us right down to our souls. And as we find ourselves entrenched in such an environment is the battle to manage our mental health while leading others, it can become very arduous. But yet, what I love is that it can also be a transformative journey. So let's talk about some of the signs here when it pertains to the toxic work environment. And the, the, the one thing that we do see is that it's like a slow poison that seeps into the air. And it it does give us those warning signs of when we are in a toxic work environment. And that pertains to the impact on our mental well-being. And, you know, through my experience is that I've discovered through my self-awareness that acknowledging those emotions, those reactions to the toxic atmosphere has become my compass and guided me through those storms. And when I'm able to manage through those toxic situations, it demands that resilience and that focus because everything's coming at you all at once. And when you're able to take that proactive approach and focus on uh, cultivating that mindset is, you know, I'll walk in with some, you know, daily affirmations, keeping a positive mindset, uh, having that healthy work-life balance vision, um, and creating those allies as I battle through those toxic situations. When I'm able to battle through those toxic situations um, as a leader is that I'm able to have that open communication and that active listening, which we should have as leaders as we try to build that culture. Uh, those were great experiences for me and uh, with the empathy that became also my secret weapon, it enabled me to connect with my team on a much deeper level and build a sense of camaraderie amid all that adversity. So going back is when we reflect on this journey is that we have to come to understand that true leadership in a toxic work environment is not about just conquering those external challenges, but we got to master the internal ones, which involves our self-improvement and the commitment to one's own mental well-being. I emerged from all of this experience, um, and I know you can uh, too. So 
When we go through and the journey serves us as a testament for our transformative power that lies within, even in the darkest corners of our professional life, oh, we've, I know many of us has gone through so many challenges that has rocked us to our core, but we can then use that to become advocates. And through our advocacy is that we can involve a proactive stance to address and rectify any toxic elements in the workplace. Um, and definitely being an ally and really partnering uh, with all of our support from our direct reports all the way right back down to the frontline staff is that there is power in numbers. And this is not a, a silo mission. It is very much a team mission. And additionally, consider forming coalition with all those like-minded individuals. Uh, the coalition is going to be so important. As much as we have to lead self, engage others, our coalition is what's going to help to propose practical solutions, whether they involve our policy changes, departmental restructuring, or even improved conflict resolution mechanisms. Our advocacy expands beyond verbal communication. It leverages our written communication, and it also compiles the evidence and the data that we have when we go through situations to tell the story back to our teams. And so they also can see, and they also have the opportunity to learn to make meaningful and sustainable change. From there, we can begin to think about wellness programs, which also can be a powerful tool in transforming a toxic work environment. More and more we're seeing within organizations is that they're now providing employee family assistance programs where they connect you with various mental health professionals and connect you to various professionals that can deal with your specific situation. So I always encourage employees and our, my leadership uh, team and other leaders that I speak to is to gravitate to these supports and ensure that you're scheduling seminars, have discussions about mental health, breaking down that stigma because these programs are so helpful and it can help your organization do a complete 360. When you can create these support networks within the workplace and connect individuals facing similar challenges, sky is the limit. When we also uh, incorporate uh, some time to be able to just breathe and to relax is that we are more productive when we're able to break down our, our tasks at work and not feel so overwhelmed and take those much needed breaks. It's so important and it helps us to foster and that clear communication channel where employees feel that they can take their breaks and that they don't have to go full tilt is that it will be able to help them with their health outcomes, help them with their mindset be able to engage more with their team and you'll have that overall well-being with the, your teams and you'll be able to have a more positive mindset coming into the workplace instead of individuals coming into the workplace being miserable and not being able to focus on the work that they love to do. Remember, people don't come to work to do a bad job. Additionally, when we are able to provide training on effective communication skills and effective customer service skills, 
is that we are equipping them with the tools to express themselves and also to constructively and to navigate difficult conversations. Now, as we are here in 2024, and so much has changed in our society since the pandemic, is that these skills are even much more needed due to the fact of people are on edge these days. Um, and more so because of all of the challenges that they're facing and not sure how to navigate that within their minds as well. And therefore, we need to be armored up to be able to deal with very high intense uh, situations. So step back, really look at your strategy as a leader and help to empower those that you are trusting to be able to provide that ultimate customer service with a positive and strong mindset. When we also uh, take a look at decision-making and conflict resolution in a controlled environment is that we also, as leaders, need to give the time back to our team and to be mentors, to be coaches, to foster a culture of continuous learning and providing resources And those workshops that allow leaders to stay up to date with the latest trends in leadership and management. Finally, one more thing is let's talk about promoting that uh, positive workplace. The culture, when we look at our workplace, uh, is that respectful behavior, uh, it's really at its core. Because when you look at a lot of our values throughout our organization, It's about inclusivity, it's about appreciation, it's about reinforcing our values. So some ways to do that is around building our our team through team building activities, uh, really doing our homework to see what is the right team building activity based on the needs of our staff. And we're not just, you know, going through team building 101 and providing team building activities that really doesn't benefit our our teams and really wastes the time of our teams. And I'm sure you will hear that from your team members or you'll hear it through the grapevine. We need to be able to promote that diversity and inclusion and really hear the voice of our team members. Because when we are able to address these disparities that may contribute to the toxicity is that we gain more respect from the people that we're there to serve. As much as we're there to serve our customers, we're also there to serve our team members. And that is a responsibility, a huge responsibility from us as as leaders. And, you know, that helps us to inform the adjustments that we need to make and to be able to demonstrate that commitment to the continuous improvement that we want within all of our organizations. Transforming a toxic work environment requires a multifaceted approach that combines advocacy, wellness programs, transparent communication, leadership training, and the promotion of a positive workplace culture. I got my son here uh, with me and he's nodding his head yes, so he's a a future leader in the making here. Um, Getting back is just address these areas uh, comprehensively and ensure that, you know, your organizations are talking about it, fostering a healthier, more supportive, and ultimately a more productive environment for all and Yes, uh, thank you, son, for the thumbs up. I appreciate the uh, encouragement here. 
All right, folks.、Uh, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. And if you found this valuable in today's episode, don't forget to visit us at anthonygreen.ca and explore how we can partner together to enhance your leadership experience. Until next time, take care and remember your potential for greatness is limitless. Sky is the limit. And Practice, perform, and be better than ever. Until the next episode, take care and be blessed.